0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego, California.
1: And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the Youth commissioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And I'm Hannah Wilder, and I'm the Curate for St. Mark's Episcopal
0: Church in City Heights, San Diego. And Hannah is going to be here for a while, so get, get used to
2: as We promised we did say that we were going to have a special guest for an advent series, right. and as you will, as you know, Kenna Wilder is a
1: faith to go all star, mm-hmm. and Woo! so it seemed very
2: important to have an all star take that role.
1: Right. You could just call me the advent all star,
0: yeah, you are the advent all star that rises over the manger on Christmas Day.
1: Oh, oh, David, that's so good!
0: Thank you. Um, so Uh, Hannah will be here for the next, uh, for all all of the weeks of Advent, which start today, everybody. Um, Well, I mean, by the time, when you're listening to this, it will probably be this upcoming Sunday. um, Because this will come out on the 22nd, and Advent 1, the first week of Advent is November 29th. But we're there, you guys. Uh, Ordinary Time is behind us. And we are moving into the new season of Advent, a new liturgical year for everyone keeping up with their liturgical calendars, year B, uh, which is Mark's year. And then also a new season of the Faith to Go podcast because we change seasons uh, at the new liturgical year. This is season six of the Faith to Go podcast.
1: Oh. Wow. I know. That's amazing. Season six,
0: episode one. So welcome, everybody, to our Advent Extravaganza series with all-star Hannah Wilder. Um, And your just trusty, dependable guests, David and Charlotte. We're here as well. (laughs) So uh, we'll have some fun continuity uh, throughout this season. Um, And it'll be interesting because just, you know, like Advents always are when we train, it's kind of like an abrupt transition when we go from ordinary time to Advent or from, from ordinary time to Lent, because like ordinary time is so kind of regular and methodical in the way that you work through the gospel. And then when you hit these seasons, it's just kind of like jumping all over the place. So we'll make sure that we, we set the context for all these gospel readings. So we're going to get into the gospel uh, for this first Sunday in Advent, year B, 2020. And the gospel for this upcoming Sunday, uh, November 29th, is Mark thirteen twenty four to 37. Charlotte's going to read it, and then we are each going to highlight a point.
2: But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds, This generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work. And his co- and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight, or at the cock crow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake.
0: Keep awake. Keep awake. Constant vigilance. Um <laughs> yes, so, Matt, if, you, if this sounds if this sounds familiar, uh, you have been listening to the podcast the last few weeks because what we're essentially doing is transporting ourselves from where we had been in Matthew uh, with Jesus these last three weeks, pretty much, to that same place, but in the gospel of Mark. So we're in Mark chapter 13. There's only 16 chapters in Mark. So as you might guess, this is the last thing Jesus says, uh, really. This is the last piece of teaching in Mark to the to the disciples before he is arrested and killed. So Jesus again is in Jerusalem here, and he la, the last few weeks we heard the parable of the ten bridesmaids, the parable of the talents, and then this kind of apocalyptic uh, vision and imagery from Jesus from Matthew's gospel, and now we're getting those exact same kind of themes here in Mark's gospel. So that's where we are. You can kind of like take. Take that feeling of the last, you know, number of episodes uh, from Matthew and just bring it right into where we are now. The thing to remember now, though, is that we're in Advent. So this particular season has its own uh, specific kind of themes and feelings about it. The first the first week of Advent is always kind of the theme of hope. And so we have to we have to hold intention kind of all these various uh, realities because we're in this new liturgical season, but we're also in this kind of apocalyptic thing from Jesus. And we're also thinking about hope at the same time. And so with that said, uh, Charlotte has the first point of our three points this week.
2: That's right. And I'm going to start right at the beginning of this section of scripture where we hear, but in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. As I was reading this scripture, I kept thinking, are we living this, Mm -hmm. right? Like where we are in our world right now, things have been shaken. It often feels dark. It often feels overwhelming. And as we're preparing for the birth of Christ, to have these words that are the words that we hear in the first Sunday of Advent, a season of preparing Um, reminds us that things get shaken up a lot. And in those moments of darkness, in those moments when we feel grief, sadness, anger, frustration, overwhelm, all of the things that I can probably name, I feel feel in a 15 minute period on some days, that we're reminded that we are still supposed to be preparing through all of that. And... I want to offer that part of that preparation is being willing to share the realness of what we're all going through in it. I think so often our that we feel like when someone asks how we are doing, that the appropriate answer is good or fine or we're blessed with good health or some other platitude that just kind of frosts over whatever is really going on underneath. But it's in those moments when we name how we're really feeling, when we name our sorrow, our frustration, our fear, that we open the door for shared experiences. And that perhaps we create space for someone else who is struggling to share that when they were afraid to, Mm -hmm. or when they thought that they were struggling when everybody else was doing just fine, right? Why is this so hard for me when the rest of the world seems to be doing board games and, you know, executing puzzles at home? Um, And why do I feel so lonely and so disconnected? But right here in this scripture, we hear it, you know, that after the suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. We will be shaken. And I think that right now, everything that we're going through shakes us on a daily basis. It shakes our faith in humanity. It shakes our faith in ourselves. And sometimes it even shakes our faith in God. Um, Because why, why is it like this? Why can't we get out of this place? How do we get out of this place? And where are you, God? Are you with me? And I really think that when we share that, when we say that, it's also a way of lighting a candle It's naming the fact that it's hard is also giving the gift of hope, which is our first theme, right? Uh That we light a candle of saying, you are not in solitude, you are not alone, you are not sitting alone in the darkness. I have felt that way too. Um, Come sit by me. And not just when they are fun and joyful and the light of the world. Uh Light a candle, make space for each other, share each other's pain.
1: I just wanna say that I think that's a real tall order for God to be telling us you're shaken you don't know what's coming next your life is turned upside down and now God wants me to prepare like I feel like just resistant to that how can that be how can it be that we have to do all this stuff and prepare for the coming of Christ in our spiritual lives and you know the celebration of him coming 2000 years ago how can we do all that it feels like too much
2: Oh, absolutely. It feels like too much. But I think that what I would offer in that is that in naming that it's too much, you are lighting that candle that makes space for someone else. You are preparing just by saying that right now it's too much.
1: That's helpful because it's like admitting to our own vulnerability and humanity and fallibility. And then that that thing about lighting the candle or like making room or saying, come sit by me if you're in pain. I find that it's so hard for me to do that because I want everybody to be okay. It's mm-hmm. so hard for me to see my friend in pain. And it's like, I want them to be better so that I can feel okay. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, and it's the
2: opportunity to allow for the fact that it's okay to not be okay. What would the world look like if we made that space for each other? Mm-hmm. That we didn't expect for you to be okay, so that then therefore I could be okay. If instead it's like, it's normal for you to not be okay. And it's normal for tomorrow for me not to be okay. It would just be a very different space.
0: Yeah, I'm also thinking, um, for, for my point, I was thinking about just kind of generally about apocalypse and apocalyptic speak from Jesus. And I'm thinking about it like, I like, like what, what Charlotte just said pretty much is, is like, when we think about apocalypse, to me, we don't have to think about the end of time. We're not thinking about the end of time here. We're thinking about the end of an age, the end of a season. Um, And what Jesus is predicting is suffering, you know, which is not God causing suffering or any. It's just that there is going to be suffering as we are human. And that in that suffering, the things that, you know, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from the heaven. The things that have been light to us in our lives will be darkened. Like they will not give us their light anymore. And I feel like that's a pretty good description of the last eight months is like mm-hmm. even especially thinking about this upcoming like season of Thanksgiving where so many people will not be able to celebrate the way that they usually would. The lights, the places of light in our lives are not producing their light anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And the things that we thought were the most kind of structurally sound foundational things are being shaken. And that is suffering, Um, But that those those things are cyclical, you know, as part of creation, that as humans that live in community, those are just going to that's just the way that things happen. Like there is suffering in all of that. And those things are going to keep happening, happening over and over and over again. And so I'm I am I was particularly struck by this this parable of the fig tree here Um. That is actually the word that is translated here as "lesson" from the fig tree. Learn it's lesson. It's the same word as parable, and it's cool. It was it's cool to me to think about it this way because I think this is also how Jesus is conceptualizing of his words about apocalypse. He's he's talking about a change of seasons with the fig tree, and. He's saying like when you see these things happening, when you're picking up on the signs that they're, that the seasons are changing, that things are changing, your preparation is not to pretend like you were all oh, were just talking about. Your preparation is not to like have to pretend like you're doing okay when you're not. It's not about um, making everybody else okay. It's not about like going above and beyond to do some like massive work of preparation when you are suffering. All it really is, is allowing yourself to be changed and to recognize that there's something that there needs to be like a, a transition in how you're interacting with the world that to prepare is not so much to like have to have everything figured out for this thing that's coming. But to be aware when the seasons are changing and to allow and to open up in yourself kind of the possibility for the new things that could come. And that's what I see here is he's he's saying, like, you can you can look around and see when the spring is ending. You see the fig trees, the, the, the branches are tender. They're putting forth leaves. You know, what happens after that. You've seen this cycle before. You know, it's going to bear fruit in the summer. So that's when you know that the summer is coming. So why would you pr- still pretend like it's spring when you know that it's summer? Why would you pretend like it's winter when you know that it's summer? Why would you pretend like it's fall when you know when it's summer? The things that worked for you in the spring and the fall and the summer and the and the winter are not going to work for you in the summer. So you just, that's the preparation to me is like transitioning, transitioning our kind of like stance to the rest of the world. Because right now, where are we? You know, like, we are looking at a changing political landscape a changing cultural landscape a changing landscape in terms of the pandemic in the coming weeks and, weeks and months so do i need to have the same mentality now that i had in march well that would be stupid that doesn't make any sense but we i think i have the i have the capacity i know to get stuck you know to just be stuck in one way of thinking to be stuck in one way of doing things to be stuck in one way of interacting with the world around me. And Jesus is saying, No there's nothing about the kingdom of heaven that is ever stuck. Like be awake, be aware, watch for when the things are changing and change with them. Respond. And that's what that the thing at the the watchfulness thing at the end is to me. It's like God is there. Can you hear where God is knocking and respond to that call and do something new in this new season? So I think it's so much about letting go and not necessarily about predicting exactly what we're going to need to have prepared. But that's why he doesn't tell you how to prepare. He just says, be awake and be aware and be willing to, sh- to shift, be willing to transition while the transitions are happening.
1: Um, you know, I, as I was thinking about this passage, uh, it sounds so scary. Um, suffering, darkness, stars falling and... For a lot of people, I think they read this, then they feel afraid. And I just want to say that this is the day of the Lord that is coming. But, you know, it comes for all of us in our lives. And if we have done the work, if we have, you know, loved mercy and acted justly and lived humbly, then as my college cross-country coach said, the hay is in the barn. He would always say that right before a CIF or state meet. And it just meant you've done the workouts day after day after day. You've lifted weights. You've stretched. You've done everything you need to do to run this race well. You know, don't mess it up. This last week before the big state championship, the hay is in the barn. <laughs> it's like when, when you're baking, David. I know you love to bake, and I can make a mean chocolate chip cookie mm, myself. That's true. And, you know, you you mix all those ingredients. You do it in the right order. You're careful. You blend things just so. And then you put the stuff in the oven, and all you can do is wait. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, the day of the Lord, if you've done all the things, the day of the Lord is a day of rejoicing, not a day of fear. I think that um, one of the best sermons I heard about this passage was um, from Laurel Matthewson at St. Luke's North Park, and she had everybody in the congregation close their eyes and picture themselves waking up in the middle of the night you know having some insomnia which I can totally relate to going out onto the sidewalk in front of their house in the middle of the night and looking up at the heavens and seeing this image of no moon stars falling from heaven you know these winds from the ends of the earth and just picturing it all unfolding and happening and so not to be afraid of that You know, that that is coming in whatever form that takes in your life. But um, as we wait, we don't have to wait with fear and um, trepidation and running around like a chicken with our head cut off. You know, but we can wait with expectant hope because we have acted justly, loved mercy and lived humbly. So, Hannah, then let me ask you.
2: So that's the goal, right? And maybe that's us on our best days. But what about on the days when we don't act justly, walk humbly? Um, What about those days? Like what happens to our hay in the barn?
1: Great question. I think um, God's going to get you, basically. (laughs) You better watch out. No, 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 just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. And that
2: was the end of the Faith to Go podcast.
0: And now we do now we're just going to do a review of the of the left behind series everyone. Here go.
1: <laughs> In all seriousness, I think that it's the heart of the Christian message, right? That we are going to die, we are going to fail, we're going to fail spectacularly. And when we do that, we recognize it, we own it, we apologize we pick ourselves up and we do better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's all that we can do. And I know like that's my daily life right now. So. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, so I, so I think it's like, the question is how do you balance this kind of apocalyptic kind of judgment language with the reality of God's forgiveness and mercy? And I'm, you know, I think for all of us, kind of a general sense of kind of the, the universal desire of God for total and complete, you know, salvation for all people. Um, How do you balance those things? What, what is the balancing, what is the tension of judgment and God's mercy and God's
1: forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I don't know. I think like for myself, I know I tend to have a strong inner critic that is very judgmental of myself and others. And it's it's hard. It's a hard way to live. And I got some feedback this week that, you know, when I respond with anger to things that people feel judged or attacked or hurt by mm-hmm. me, and I don't want that, you know, I don't want that inner critic coming out at other people. And yet there's, some, there's also some truth that it's really sad, I think, that I, I do struggle with anger because I think I have good points. I think I have a good you know sense of things. I think I have something to say that's of value, but mm-hmm. if I'm saying it in an angry way, people can't hear it. Mm-hmm. And that's too bad because there really is like a nugget of goodness in there. So that's my work, you know, is to try to to, to say things in a way that people can hear, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: To me, it's so much more about Jesus encouraging transformation and change than separating people into good and evil and, like, mm-hmm. encouraging every single person, knowing that everyone has is on this journey. This There is this process that is unfolding, that God is participating in. And that, I think, is the cool... That is kind of the... If we're talking about hope in this first week, like, that is the hope of apocalyptic literature, whether it's Daniel in the Hebrew scriptures or these sayings, these kind of sayings from Jesus or the whole book of revelation. It's like, we are not alone doing this by ourselves. God is with us in whatever way we conceptualize of that. You know, this Mm -hmm. literature is very often about like, you know, God moving behind the scenes, making like these things are happening. Don't worry. Uh, These, there is suffering, but God is still, you know, God is still working. And if we want to make it have kind of a more, um, a different approach can also just be like as these things are unfolding god is working with us and present with us in yeah. our suffering in our in our striving in our transformation in the work that we're doing so that we're not just out here floating around doing it by ourselves but we are tied to something deeper we're tied to a re a, a deeper reality than the one, that, the one that we uh might get ourselves kind of um That might distract us, you know, like that there is something that whatever the reality is right now, there is there is a deeper narrative that is taking place underneath the surface and that we're all kind of connected to that. And it's our lifelong journey to continue to connect to that like deep river of life that is flowing, that is flowing under all of the happenings of the world. They still matter. They're still important. People's lives matter. Um, But but there's also this deeper life of God that we're all connected to. So, um, okay, well, that was you know three points. Point number one was uh, Charlotte's, and it was about this very first part of uh, the gospel, and kind of like you know in, inviting ourselves to become aware of uh, of the things that are challenging for us, of our suffering, and creating space. In sharing that suffering for other people to share theirs, to be in solidarity with one another, no matter what is happening, just like God is in solidarity with us in all things. Number two uh, was mine, and it was about this the lesson of the fig tree, paying attention to these changes of seasons and the invitation not to prepare for every possible outcome, not to have it all figured out, but just to become aware when we're being invited to a transition, you know, being invited. To respond to God to the world in a new way, um, and and become aware when those transitions are happening, paying attention, paying attention, being awake, and then Hannah's was you know be afraid, be very afraid. <laughs> God is coming to judge. Um, no. Just kidding, that's not what Hannah said. Uh, but there is this reality of of judgment that there that is part of justice. I think you know it is like Jesus's hope that. G- there is a promise and a hope in that um that 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 the the mountains will be made low and the valleys made high you know that like there is judgment and there is a reality of of Jesus inviting us to continue to grow and to become better to be more responsible to one another and to ourselves to make the kingdom <laughs> of heaven a reality you know little by little so um having heard those three points we would love to hear from you uh, and know what you think about this gospel but any of the things we've said any of your challenges we would a song. yeah we'd welcome those you want to sing a song
1: I want our guests our listeners to oh. sing songs If you to sing
0: us. if you do a version uh if you if you write a song an introductory song for the Faith to Go podcast we will put it in the Faith to Go podcast as the intro song awesome.
1: Oh my god, so I'm write a song. record yourself
0: singing a faith to go podcast intro song it will if I receive any they will all be featured on the faith to go podcast <laughs> um, you can email us any of your questions your songs that you write any of your challenges or pushback to faith to go at edsd.org you can also contact us through our website www.myfaithtogo.org where you'll find all the faith to go resources every week and then you can also contact us through or follow us on instagram at faith to go uh, Hannah will be back next week, so we're not going to say goodbye to her. Uh, but we're so glad that she's here. Four weeks, baby. Four weeks. Four, four weeks. exciting weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've and... got a
1: river of life flowing out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
0: And we will be back next week for Advent 2. Thanks, everybody, for being here, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye, Bye everybody. Have a good week.